Hey folks, we're all in this together, right? Just will you hear what teachers union head honchos have to say. It's February the 5th, 2021. I'm David Menzies and this is the Ezra Levent Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. You know, folks, it's hard to imagine, but in Ontario, unlike all the other provinces in our great dominion, the kids still aren't back in school. I guess the educrats are really buying into that lyric from Pink Floyd's The Wall, you know, hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. Oh, they're being left alone, all right, and sometimes they're being left home alone. It's that rascally Wuhan virus, you see. It's very, very deadly, especially if one is very young and very healthy. Well, no, that's not true, of course. We now know from bitter experience that the precise opposite is true. If you are elderly and or sick, and if you're living in a long-term care facility, that is potentially very bad news on the virus front, which is sad. Even if one is very old or very sick, their lives have meaning too, of course. So maybe if we could reverse the time-space continuum, maybe what we should have done is focus our efforts on long-term care facilities and halt international flights from virus hotspots as opposed to shutting down the entire economy. That's what Taiwan did. Maybe we could have saved lives that way instead of ruining lives. The thing is, children are practically invulnerable to the Wuhan virus. Not that the fear-spreading mainstream media wants you to know that fact. Did you know that only two people in Ontario under 20 have died from contracting this bug? And those persons sadly were suffering from other health complications? In percentage terms, that's not even a rounding error when it comes to the overall death toll. And yet, overnight summer camps for kids were cancelled in Ontario last year. And in the here and now, schools have remained closed since the Christmas time break. Many schools aren't scheduled to reopen until February the 8th. The schools in Toronto, York and Peel shall remain closed for an additional eight days until February the 16th for some inexplicable reason. Um, why weren't all these schools opened like about a month ago, much like everywhere else? Surely during the downtime, these schools have been scrubbed and sanitized to such a degree that Mr. Clean would blush with envy. Needless to say, there's going to be a lot of ground to make up in the weeks and months ahead. So when Ontario Education Minister Stephen Lecce recently said he's thinking of cancelling March break, that seemed reasonable on two fronts. For starters, the kids need a ton of catching up time. I mean, they really do. You want them to get some semblance of an education this year, right? You want little Johnny and little Janie to be able to spell cat without having to spot them the C and the T, right? Not that it really matters, I guess. Nobody fails anymore. Wouldn't want to hurt anyone's self-esteem after all. Secondly, what with all the new travel restrictions coming into place 
and the costs and hassles of quarantining, really, who the hell's going on anywhere on March break next month? Well, I mean, who amongst all of us, the great unwashed masses, will be traveling? Oh, I'm sure the likes of Sneaky Rod Phillips and members of Clan Tory will be jetting off to their private little Margaritavilles because, you know, the rules don't apply to them. They're special. They're important. You must know that by now, eh, folks? But for the rest of us, March break abroad just doesn't seem to have a lot going for it this year. In any event, here's what Lecce had to say, quote, I'm going to follow the public health advice on this. I've sought the opinion of the chief medical officer of health. And if he believes and the experts believe it is better to keep kids in school learning, then I will accept that advice. At the end of the day, folks should not be traveling during March break anyway, end quote. Now, while I agree with Minister Lecce on this file, there's one little red flag here. Those medical experts, that would be Abbott and Casilla, or I mean David Williams and Barbara Yaffe. Remember that little hot mic moment last December? Uh, tell me if these medical experts fill your sales with confidence. I don't know why I bring all these papers. I never look at them. Oh, well, you're giving numbers I do. I go, oh, oh, oh. I just say whatever they write down for me. <laughs> Yikes, can you believe Yaffe after this? Gaffy didn't just, oh, I don't know, go away and hide forever. I hear Wyerton Willie is a very lonely groundhog these days, but no, this arrogant and ignorant woman continues to suck at the taxpayer teat, parroting the words from they, whoever they are. Yeah, really, I mean, who is they? Will we ever find out who they are? <laughs> but while kids want to go back to school and parents want their kids to go back to school, and perhaps even most teachers want to go back to school, alas and alack, Lecce didn't count on what the various teachers unions would have to say about going back to work. You see, the union head honchos are concerned about the mental health of people going back to school. No, I'm not making this up, folks. Yeah, it's as though there are no mental health issues whatsoever associated with people remaining cooped up in their homes and segregated from their friends for months. But check out this mind-bending statement from Sam Hammond, the president of the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario, quote, we are living in unprecedented times that continue to create high levels of stress, fear, and anxiety for everyone. We have heard repeatedly that students, families, and educators need a break right now, end quote. <laughs> what? Did he actually say that the various vested interests involved in the education biz Need a break right now? A, a, a break from what? A break from taking a break? A break from having an extended break? Holy hell, this guy is nuts or lazy or <sighs> supremely entitled or all of the above. And Hammerhead, or I mean Hammond, says the times we live in are creating high levels of stress, fear, and anxiety for everyone. Um... 
not for everyone, methinks. Surely not for Sam Hammond. You know, folks, I googled Sam's salary. In 2005, he was making just a tad over $100,000, along with the gold-plated benefit plan that comes with such a position, mind you. Well, today this fat cat is raking in close to $200,000. Hey folks, how many people do you know in your circle saw an almost 100% salary increase in the space of 15 years? And what the hell does Sam Hammond do exactly other than planning strike actions for his members every few years? Because when you run a teacher's union, your slogan is the same as that lyric from the 1976 Andrea True Connection song. Yeah, that's right. More, more, more. More money, more benefits, more time off. Because the world is not enough when it comes to teachers unions who look upon the taxpayer trough as a bottomless pit of moolah for their members, even when provinces are saddled with record debts and deficits. But that's how they rolled in club public sector union, where the taxpayer-fueled gravy train continues to whip down the track like a Formula One race car stuck in top gear. Not to be outdone in poo-pooing the potential cancellation of March break is Harvey Bischoff, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Here's what he had to say. Quote, I truly believe he, Minister Lecce, is just floating political trial balloons and he truly doesn't care about the medical advice he gets. The idea of reducing gatherings, for example, by canceling March break flies in the face of logic, end quote. What? How exactly does Lecce's comments fly in the face of logic? Well, you see, when one drills down further, it turns out there are some logistical reasons at play, according to Bischoff. Hmm, logistical issues, eh? What would that be? I mean, the definition of logistics is, quote, the management of the flow of things between the point of origin and the point of consumption, end quote. So what the hell is Bischoff talking about here? He's the head of a teacher's union, not the CEO of Canadian Pacific Rail. Well, folks, upon further drilling down, it turns out that a cancelled March break isn't really a logistical issue, it's a contractual issue. You see, there are collective agreements in place that have a requirement for the number of school days in a year, according to Bischoff. So if March break is axed and there are no days off offered in lieu of that cancelled March break, well, then that could lead to problems. Problems? Now he's kind of talking like a mafioso. I wonder if he's going to offer Minister Lecce a ride downtown, too. You see, here's the maddening thing. Maybe you run a retail business or a restaurant or a gym, unless you are amongst the chosen selected few, such as Walmart and Costco. You've been forced to adapt and make changes. So unlike the big box stores, no customers are allowed into your boutique. It's curbside pickup only. And to paraphrase the road dog, if you all got a problem with that, then Premier Doug Ford has two words for you. 
And one of those words is imprisonment. Uh, just ask Claudia Roca of Claudia's Closet or Derek Noble of Noble Toys. These Bolton shopkeepers have been threatened by the Attorney General with jail time should they open up their doors again to shoppers. Hey, you think the AG is bluffing here? We all know what happened to Adam Skelly of Adamson Barbecue in November, right? But meanwhile, in unionized rainbow spirit unicorn teacher land, the union kingpins are essentially warning the government that they are entitled to their entitlements. The Wuhan virus be damned. And if you upset the apple cart, they'll likely go on strike. They do that so well, folks, because they've had so much practice at it. But me thinks it will be a Zoom or a Skype strike this year, should it materialize. Uh, safety first, everyone. And hey, it gets really chilly in February, doesn't it? And so it is that even during a global pandemic, when it comes to the teachers' unions, it's still business as usual. No, there shall be no adapting for them, you see. Well, that's not entirely true if we're talking about the unions adapting so that their members get endless extra weeks of time off. Oh, they're fine with that. Oh, but losing out on March break? Are you kidding me? I mean, come on, folks. Hammond and Bischoff have already stocked up on the tanning butter. I mean, the Dominican Republic has downright perfect weather in March. Surely you don't expect these VIP educrats to shiver in Ontario like the rest of us ham and eggers. Once again, when the elites talk about making sacrifices, that doesn't apply to them, okay? The biggest fallacy of this pandemic is the ludicrous phrase, we are all in this together. The biggest truism to come out of this pandemic is actually one law for thee and one law for me. And the likes of Hammond and Bischoff have proof. Just check out the fine print in those contractual agreements. Read them and weep, you sucker taxpayers. And so it is that the poobas lording over the teachers unions continue to make the case for their members to enjoy breaks because they already have a pent-up need for a break from all the breaking that they are currently doing? It's maddening, isn't it? Speaking of maddening, I think my favorite half-minute rant of 2021 thus far comes courtesy of Brandon Michonne of Virginia. He's a father of two children, aged eight and five, and last week he launched a verbal torpedo for the ages not at entitled teachers union bosses, but rather at cowardly school board trustees employed at the Loudoun County School Board. Those tall forehead types also don't like the idea of kids going back to school, even though kids have been off for months now. In any event, 
Michon's rant is a thing of beauty, and I really think he speaks for most parents. Check out this excerpt. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium because you know what? There are people like me and a lot of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. You know, that should be a slogan on a t-shirt, eh? Figure it out. Leading up to that verbal poleaxing, Michonne also had this to say, quote, you're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse to keep our schools closed. Figure it out or get off the podium. You should all be fired from your day jobs because if your employers knew you were more inefficient than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat, end quote. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it, folks? When it comes to the publicly funded education system, everyone who is a part of this racket claims their sole motivation is, well, it's about the kids. Say, teachers, why are you out on strike again? It's for the kids. Say, teachers, why are you asking for more moolah when you're already being paid so handsomely? It's for the kids. Say, teachers, why do you need more benefits and sick days when so many people in the private sector, you know, the people that pay your salaries, don't get such benefits themselves? It's for the kids. Rinse and repeat. Well, guess what, teach? Kids are social animals. They crave and need interaction with their peers. When union bosses and school board trustees kowtow to the invisible boogeyman that is the Wuhan virus, this is not in the kids' best interest. It's in their best interest. These entitled fat cats have been on cruise control for months. And, as they, and, and right now, they want to continue floating down that lazy river. They have not lost a single nickel in pay. They have not lost a single benefit. None of them has experienced a single layoff. And yet you walk down Main Street Canada and what do you see? Papered over businesses, shops that had been around for decades, now placed into bankruptcy, not by the Wuhan virus, but by government edict. Yeah, that's the real virus here, big government. Meanwhile, look at those people in, say, trucking, or those who are running mom and pa convenience stores. They're putting in brutal hours to make a living and to serve the public the best they can. You think they're going on March break this year, Mr. Hammond and Mr. Bischoff? No, because that's life in the real world, not in the fantasy land of a public sector union environment. But enough is enough. After a year of dealing with all this crap that China inflicted upon the world and all this crap that our own governments have inflicted upon their own citizens, the one thing we know is who's truly at risk and who's not at risk. And the kids, going by the only Wuhan virus metric that counts, i.e. the death toll, they are the least likely to succumb to this virus. So enough with this bloody entitlement already. Enough with this fear factor. The likes of Hammond and Bischoff and the rest of these ricotta cheese candy ass jerks 
are supposedly educators. So in the already immortal words of Mr. Michon, figure it out. Even if figuring it out means perish the thought, working through March break in the great white north, as opposed to working on your suntan in the balmy Caribbean. Stay with us for more. You know, folks, they say sunlight is the best disinfectant, but apparently that's not true in every case. And what I'm speaking of here is a few days ago, you probably tuned in and saw Ezra Levent's incredible scoop about Mayor John Tory's North Palm Beach, Florida mansion actually being used perhaps by members of the John Tory family or extended family, people that have gone down from Canada to Florida, you know, the kind of behavior we're not supposed to be doing? Well, you would think after being shamed in such a fashion, we saw the luxury cars, we saw the bicycle, we saw that the house was being used, that they would avoid using it. But no, these people are so arrogant, they're still using it and our drone caught a man on a bicycle and uh, his uh, initial reaction was to take a picture of the drone, I don't know why, and then entomb his face in a towel so he couldn't be identified. My oh my, it reminds me of my favorite Yiddish word, chutzpah, sheer unmitigated gall. And Ezra, I mean, to me, this is astonishing. I mean, it's not really surprising. We know from the likes of uh, Sneaky Rod Phillips, he buggered off to St. Bart's and then had these uh, pretend videos. Yeah. He was doing fireside chats in uh, Ajax. But the fact that we caught members, presumably members, of John Tory's extended family at the Florida mansion, and then instead of going into hiding like Wired and Willie the next day, um, they went back for more frolicking in the Floridian sun. What do you make of this? Yeah, well, I just want to start off by saying I have no problem with people being rich, with having $10 million waterfront homes in gated communities. I. I have no problem with people wanting to get away from the dreary Canadian winters, especially in Toronto, yep. uh, where it just feels gray and, and miserable. Um, all I'm saying is, if you are the mayor who has the strictest lockdowns anywhere in English Canada, it's worse than Quebec, but the worst mayor in English Canada is John Tory. He has become an obsessive scold. Don't leave your house. Don't go out. Don't, yeah. don't, don't. And anyone tries to do anything against his lockdown, he'll send, as you know, what he did to Adam Skelly, 100, horse, 100 cops, 50 cop cars, six riot horses. <laughs> so that's how he is when dealing with his political enemies. Yep. But he's part of the ruling class, and apparently he doesn't think the rules apply to him. And so we have tracked parties, gatherings, get-togethers at his Palm Beach home. Yep. Now, he denies it's him. Now, I haven't spoken to him personally. Yep. His staff deny it's him. Now, maybe they're lying, but let's take them at their word. I mean, politicians lie, and John Tory has a track record of hiding overseas travel. For example, right at the beginning of the pandemic, he secretly flew to London, England, yep. didn't tell anyone, it was found out by the Toronto Sun. So we know he lies, we know he tries to have a bit of a public track and then he sort of sneaks away. So let's take it in that context. But let's say, for the sake of argument, 
that it's not he himself who's been partying in his Florida home. Okay, so who is it? If, is it some friend in Florida who's sort of house-sitting? Okay, that's a good answer. But I have now asked the premier staff five times, who is it? Why are you covering up for them? Yeah. If it's just, like, it's not a maintenance person. These are luxury vehicles. Um, they're there coming and going. It's, it's, it's clearly not a maintenance person. It's not a housekeeper. Uh, the whole compound is under high security, so it's not a security staff. We saw someone riding a bike and then hide their face <laughs> when they saw the drone. <laughs> That's a sign of shame or yep. secrecy. Yep. Well, why would you be ashamed of being in a beautiful community riding a bike mm. unless you were maybe hiding your identity? So the fact that he says to Torontonians, you can't open your business, you can't meet with friends, you can't go to a funeral or a wedding, you can't go to a gym, you can't go to school, but me and my elite friends can jet set down from Toronto where to Florida, which is the most, one of the most open states. Schools are open, restaurants are open, yep. gyms and hair salons are open. Yep. It's pretty much normal life down yep. there. I have to wonder, is it the mayor's wife? Is it the mayor's kids? And remember, his son is a pilot. They fly private. Mm. Is he going down, is his family sneaking down from this dreary Toronto winter made drearier by Tory's own lockdown, and are they partying? And the fact that he won't say who it is, and the fact that when we spot a guy, he hides his face, yep. tells me that the answer is not an acceptable answer. You know, um, I think that speaks volumes. And Ezra, let's check off all the boxes, as you just said. It's certainly not uh, a cleaning lady driving a six-figure lux luxury car. It's not tradespeople. Um, Let's say it's not John Tory's relatives. The only other thing I can think of, do you think John Tory could be renting out his mansion on Airbnb? I don't think people that have that kind of real estate do that kind of thing. No, and by the way, I did check. There are no Airbnb rentals in this compound, okay. and I would have to think that it wouldn't even be allowed. Mm. This is a high-security compound. Yeah. There are approximately 1,000 residents of this compound, most of whom are not there at any given time. It's, uh, these are the Fortune 500 CEOs. Jack Welsh has a place there. Wow. John Tory's home, which is probably about 10 million US, is one of the cheapest homes there. Um, it is so exclusive, it is highly armed. Uh, there's one gate in and out. It's completely self-contained. Uh, they have their own golf course. They have their own clubhouse and restaurant. Once you're in there, you never have to leave. You can have a wonderful day. Uh, start off in your house, bike around, play around a golf, have lunch at the club. Um, he's got his own little dock there. So this is not a normal people. And I, again, I'm not saying my problem is that he's a wealthy oligarch. I'm not saying my problem. And by the way, his family has other, it's not just him. Yeah. He and his family have several houses in this compound. He probably has $50 million worth of real estate there. Wow. You know, it's interesting what you said earlier on, Ezra, that it's highly armed. Because I, I think John Tory is on the bandwagon about banning all guns and all ammunition in Toronto. But uh, we won't go there. Here's the thing that bothers me as a journalist. This was a legitimate scoop. This was fantastic footage from our man in Florida with the drone. Where, oh, where is the media snowball? I mean, you would think this is front page, at least of all the local Toronto dailies. Unless you saw it on Rebel, you didn't see the story. Right, and part of me feels that's unjust. 
it, part of me feels like the media party, as I call it, is letting down their viewers. Uh, part of me thinks that it shows how uh, biased and controlled the media are. That's all true, but another part of me says, well, that's why we're in business. Hmm. Because our viewers value what we do. And I, I should tell you that on occasion I've had some scoops that I think are of such public importance that I have tried to, in a certain way, share them yes, with mainstream yep. journalists. I don't want to get into examples because <laughs> I typically do it very privately because I believe that the story is, it's great for the rebel to have scoops. Yeah. But sometimes stories need to be seen by people beyond our, our circles. And I should tell you that I offered footage without credit, without our watermark, to other media institutions in this city and they declined it. <laughs> I also know that at least two other journalists wanted to ask questions of the mayor but were not permitted to do so by their managers. And wow, that is an active suppression of a genuine story in the public interest. I want to let you know that I generally do not believe that a politician's family or their private homes are relevant. I think it is interesting and perhaps relevant that John Tory is a centi-millionaire who lives uh, like seriously a rock star lifestyle in terms of his fortune. That's, that's of, it's worth knowing that, but I don't think I would drone someone's house just for the sake of it. The reason we're focused on the house and the family is because John Tory has taken upon it uh, himself to be focused on your house and your family. He'll tell you how many people you can have in your house, how many family members can yep. meet. He'll talk about your personal life, your business, your f funeral, your wedding. And I think that those are all inappropriate policy choices, but he's the mayor and, and the emergency laws are in effect. But this shows he doesn't mean it. This shows that it's not actually an emergency if it's fine for his people to travel. It's not actually an emergency if he's fine with households mixing. And we already saw when his friend Rod Phillips was caught yeah. that John Tory said, well, um, I'll forgive a friend. Well, hang on, that's not the rule of law. That's <laughs> yeah, not a how good it guy. works. <laughs> Everyone's a friend of someone. Yeah. <laughs> so you're throwing the, Adam Skelly has friends, but I guess he doesn't have friends in high places. I think, I really do think when I look at that, and let me just throw that for a second. Take a look at this clip just so people can remember what I'm talking about. Here's John Tory excusing Rod Phillips because they're friends. Take a look. Uh, Minister Phillips made a mistake, a serious mistake. Uh, he's been chastised by the Premier for that. Uh, he has uh, admitted his own deep regret at making that mistake. I have acknowledged uh, that it was a mistake. It's a very regrettable uh, series of events. But I think uh, people who know me also know that, uh, you know, I especially stand by my friends uh, when they make mistakes and when they're in trouble, uh, because I just think that uh, you have to do that. It's, 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 it's not about the actions. It's about the person. Uh, he's a human being. Uh, and he made a mistake, and he'll pay a price for that. So when I look at that clip, now that I know that yeah. John Tory has been hosting parties, whether or not he personally was there at his Florida mansion, I think, did he give that answer about Rod Phillips, knowing in the back of his mind that he was letting friends and family visit his uh, waterfront mansion in North Palm Beach, and that he thought, well, I'd better go easy on Rod Phillips mm. so that if I'm ever revealed, people won't say that, well, why were you tough on Rod Phillips when you were doing it yourself? But that's not good enough yeah. because he is tough on the little people. This reminds me of Leona Helmsley, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, hotel matron in New York, 
taxes are for the little people, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and John Tory, who's an oligarch, yeah. really, yeah. and he has a jet-set lifestyle, and he sneaks away, and I think that it is of great public interest and importance that the lockdown mayor is cheating. It would be like in the era of prohibition if the mayor who was shutting down every bar was found to have a speakeasy in his yeah. own house. It's, and it's not just that he's a hypocrite. It's how can he enforce the law against anyone else when he himself is exempt from it? And not only that, Ezra, again, what I find fascinating, maybe we have to wrap it here, is the fact that he somehow got some pool, some power for the managers, the editors of these journalists that want to write this story, yeah. and it gets quashed. And it reminds me of last month, as you know, we thought we had a hell of a scoop. It was about John Tory's wife, Barbara, going to a hair salon. Mm -hmm. We know the date. We know the amount she paid for the cut, allegedly, $400. There is a photo in existence. We offered $500 for the photo. Our go-between offered the photographer an additional $500, so $1,000 for this young lady to give us that photo, because without that photo, we have nothing. It remains in allegation territory, and supposedly she's being intimidated, I don't know by whom, not to surrender that photo, even for $1,000. So again, um, it fascinates me what kind of pull this man has behind the scenes. Yeah, and I'm a little bit scared about it for this reason. Um, when you and our cameramen and our team go out onto the streets yeah. and cover lockdown protests in the city, and the Toronto Police Service takes a violent approach yes. to our journalists, I know that on paper the Toronto Police Service is independent, but I also know that when John Tory said, get Adam Skelly, they got Adam Skelly. I'm talking about Adamson's Barbecue. And so the fact that you are doing such excellent reportage on the lockdown protests, and I had my little story about his North Palm Beach mansion, I'm nervous because if John Tory can pull the strings to get major newspapers in this town to bury the embarrassing story for him, uh, and if we see what he did to Adamson's Barbecue, is he the reason why Toronto police assaulted three of our reporters two weekends ago? Mm. I don't know, and I'll likely never know, but I don't believe you can trust John Tory. And I think that he operates as a, at a level of wealth and power that ordinary people do not and cannot understand. And we, I believe, in many ways are a, vo are a voice for the people. Yeah. We're not supported by elites. We're not owned by a major corporation. He used to be the boss of Rogers. Yeah. Um, we're not in that world. He can't control us. He can't call up our editors yeah. to kill a story. He can't pull in a favor. It's just us. So will he do terrible things to us, God forbid, through the police? And this may sound like paranoia, but we saw what he did to Adam Skelly, and we saw police assaulting Mocha, Efron, and Lincoln of our team, and we know that John Tory cannot be trusted. He's sneaked away before. These are dangerous days. And one other thing you may have forgotten, uh, Ezra, I think our best and most important video of last year was us going down to reclaim Nathan Phillips Square from a bunch of thugs called Afro-Indigenous Rising who were camped out there for three weeks, breaking 11 sections of the Trespass Act, but we were the bad guys for practicing journalism. And then in the aftermath, we found out John Tory's minions were spying on us 
including the senior communications guy, Bruce Hawkins, um, he slash him. He wants to make sure he, you know your agenda. I think there's some ambiguity there with the name Bruce. But, and it was all about how can we ban the media yeah, from the square? Right. How can, if we can't ban them, can we limit them? Maybe one right. cameraman, one reporter. Right, right. So there was this, I guess what I'm getting at, there seems to be this mean streak to John Tory. Yeah. Passes himself off as a nice guy and every man when he's on radio with his media friends. But beneath that facade, mm, not so much. Yeah, it's a great point. Literally today we received an access to information document back on that file. I'll share it with you mm. if you haven't seen it yet. Um, showing how many staff at City Hall accessed that secret database that he was collecting on us. Yeah. Does, I don't know if you saw that yet. We just arrived. No, have not. Dozens of times. They have collected closed-circuit TV footage of you and me and of our staff, put it in a city database, and dozens of times it has been accessed. Our private data, collect. he has set up his own municipal spy system. Wow. With closed-circuit TVs, with private security, John Tory has likely illegal civic, I'm not going to call it a spy agency because they're too <laughs> stupid to be actual <laughs> spies. These are like the, but, but they do have it that connects their closed-circuit TV, their human intelligence, their security to a searchable database, photos of me in it, photos of you in it, accessed dozens of times, so I suppose, in a way, John Tory is running his own little mini stupid CIA. Wow. Well, you, you likened him to em, uh, Roman Emperor Caligula that appointed his horse uh, to the Senate. We know uh, John Tory likes horses when it comes to shutting down restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hate to be repetitive, but I think the biggest fallacy that's come out of this pandemic is the phrase, we're all in oh. this together. Yeah. And the biggest truism is... One, one law for the, you, uh, for thee, and one law for me. Yeah. And that is, again, evident with somebody in Clan Tory uh, jetting off to the sunny skies of Florida. Well, you and I and the rest of the great unwashed masses, we better stay at home or else. Despicable. Keep it here. More of the Ezra Levent Show to come right after this. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. Have an awesome weekend. Ezra is back on Monday. Good night.